0: Like the melody of a classic song Or the twilight just before the dawn There's one thing you can bet Which you never will regret The show will go on
1: Welcome to the show will go on podcast I'm your host, Olive Astor Presenting Trifles by Susan Glassbell The kitchen in the now abandoned farmhouse of John Wright A gloomy kitchen And left without having been put in order unwashed pans under the sink, a loaf of bread outside the bread box, a dish towel on the table, other signs of incompleted work. At the rear, the outer door opens and the sheriff comes in, followed by the county attorney and Hale. The sheriff and Hale are men in middle life. The county attorney is a young man. All are much bundled up and go at once to the stove. They are followed by the two women, the sheriff's wife first, she is a slight wiry woman a thin nervous face mrs hale is larger and would ordinarily be called more comfortable looking but she is disturbed now and looks fearfully about as she enters the women have come in slowly and stand close together near the door
0: this feels good
1: rubbing his hands
0: come up to the fire ladies
1: i'm not cold unbuttoning his overcoat and stepping away from the stove as if to mark the beginning of official business.
0: Now,
2: Mr. Hale, before we move things about, you explain to Mr. Henderson just what you saw when you came in here yesterday morning.
0: By the way, has anything been moved? Are things just as you left them yesterday?
1: Looking about.
2: It's just the same. When it dropped below zero last night, I thought I'd better send Frank out this morning to make a fire for us. No use getting ammonia with a big case on But I told him not to touch anything except the stove. And you know Frank. Somebody should have been left here yesterday. Oh, yesterday. When I had to send Frank to Morris Center for that man who went crazy, I want you to know I had my hands full yesterday. I knew you could get back from Omaha by today, and as long as I went over
0: everything here myself. Well, Mr. Hale, tell just what happened when you came here
3: yesterday morning. Harry and I had started to town with a load of potatoes. We came along the road from my place, and as I got here, I said, I'm going to see if I can't get John Wright to go in with me on a party telephone. I spoke to Wright about it once before, and he put me off, saying, Folks talk too much anyway, and all he asked was peace and quiet. I guess you know how much he talked himself. But I thought maybe if I went to the house and talked to him about it before his wife, though I said to Harry that I didn't know as what his wife wanted made much difference to John.
0: Let's talk about that later, Mr. Hale. I do want to talk about that, but tell now just what happened when you got to the
3: house. I didn't hear or see anything. I knocked at the door, and still it was all quiet inside. I knew they must be up. It was past eight o'clock. So I knocked again, and I thought I heard somebody say, Come in. I wasn't sure. I'm not sure yet, but I opened the door. This door.
1: Indicating the door by which the two women are still standing.
3: And they're in that kitchen sat Mrs. Wright.
1: They all look at the rocker.
3: What was she doing? She was rocking back and forth. She had her apron in her hand and was kind of... pleating it. And how did she look? Well, she looked queer. How do you mean queer? Well, as if she didn't know what she was gonna do next. All kind of done up. How does she seem to feel about your coming? Why? I don't think she minded, one way or other. She didn't pay much attention. I said, how do, Mrs. Wright? It's cold, ain't it? And she said, is it? And went on kind of plaiting at her apron. Well, I was surprised she didn't ask me to come up to the stove or to sit down, but just sat there, not even looking at me. So I said, I want to see John. And she laughed. I guess you would call it a laugh. I thought of Harry and the team outside, so I said a little sharp. Can I see John? No, she says, kind of dull like. Ain't he home, says I? Yes, says she. He's home. Then why can't I see him? I asked her out of patience. Because he's dead, says she. Dead, says I. She just nodded her head, not getting a bit excited, but rocking back and forth. What? Where is he, says I, not knowing what to say? She just pointed upstairs like that
1: himself pointing to the room above.
3: I got up with the idea of going up there. I walked from there to here and then I says, why, what did he die of? He died of a rope around his neck, says she, and just went on pleating at her apron. Well, I went out and called Harry. I thought I might need help. We went upstairs and there he was lying. I think I'd
0: rather have you go into that upstairs where you can point it all out. Just go on now with the rest of the story. Well,
3: my first thought was to get that rope off. It looked...
0: His face twitches.
3: But Harry, he went up to him and he said, Nope, he's dead all right, and we better not touch anything. So we went back downstairs. She was still sitting that same way. Has anybody been notified, I asked? No, says she, unconcerned. Who did this, Mrs. Wright, said Harry. He said it businesslike, and she stopped pleating on her apron. I don't know she says you don't know says harry no says she weren't you sleeping in the bed with him says harry yes says she but i was on the inside somebody slipped a rope around his neck and strangled him and you didn't wake up says harry i didn't wake up she said after him we must have looked as if we didn't know how that could be for after a minute she said i sleep sound Harry was going to ask her more questions, but I said maybe we ought to let her tell her story first to the coroner or to the sheriff. So Harry went fast as he could to the river's place where there was a telephone. And what did Miss Wright do when she knew that you had gone for the coroner? She moved from that chair to this one over here.
1: Pointing to a small chair in the corner.
3: And just sat there with her hands held together and looking down. I got a feeling that I ought to make some conversation, so I said I'd come in to see if John wanted to put in a telephone. And at that, she started to laugh. And then she stopped and looked at me, scared.
1: The county attorney, who has had his notebook out, makes a note.
3: I don't know, maybe it wasn't scared. I wouldn't like to say it was. Soon Harry got back, and then Dr. Lloyd came, and you and Mr. Peters, and, and so I guess that's all I know that you don't.
0: I guess we'll go upstairs first and...
1: Looking around.
0: Then out to the barn and around there.
1: To the sheriff.
0: You're convinced that there was nothing important here? Nothing that would point to any motive? Nothing here but kitchen things.
1: The county attorney, after again looking around the kitchen, opens the door of a cupboard closet. He gets up on a chair and looks on a shelf. Pulls his hand away. Sticky.
0: Here's a nice mess.
1: The woman draw nearer. Oh, her fruit. It did freeze. To the lawyer. She worried about that when it turned so cold. She said the fire would go out and her jars would break.
2: Well, you
0: beat the women? Hell for murder and worrying about her preserves. I guess before we're through, she may have something more serious than preserves to worry about. Well, women are used to worrying over trifles.
1: The two women move a little closer together.
0: And yet, for all their worries, what would we do without the ladies?
1: The women do not unbend. He goes to the sink, takes a dipperful of water from the pail, and pouring it into a basin, washes his hands. Starts to wipe them on the roller towel, turns it for a cleaner place.
0: Dirty towels.
1: Kicks his foot against the pans under the sink.
0: How much of a housekeeper would you say, ladies?
1: There's a great deal of work to be done on a farm.
0: To be sure. And yet...
1: With a little bow to her,
0: I know there are some Dixon County's farmhouses which do not have such roller towels.
1: He gives it a pull to expose its length again. Those towels get dirty awful quick. Men's hands aren't always as clean as they might be.
0: Ah, loyal to your sex, I see. But you and Mrs. Wright were neighbors. I suppose you were friends, too.
1: Shaking her head, I've not seen much of her late years. I've not been in this house. It's more than a year.
0: And why was that? You didn't like her?
1: I liked her all well enough. Farmer's wives have their hands full, Mr. Henderson. And then... Yes? It never seemed a very cheerful place.
0: No, it's not cheerful. I shouldn't say she had the homemaking instinct.
1: Well, I don't know as Rat had either.
0: You mean that they didn't get on very well?
1: No, I don't mean anything. But I don't think a place be any cheerfuller for John Wright's being in it.
0: I'd like to <clears throat> talk more of that a little later. I want to get to the lay of things upstairs now.
1: He goes to the left, where three steps lead to a stair door.
0: I
2: suppose anything Mrs. Peters does will be all right. She was to take in some clothes for her,
0: you know, and a few little things. We left in such a hurry yesterday. Yes, but I would like to see what you take mrs peters and keep an eye out for anything that might be used for us
1: yes mr henderson the woman listened to the men's steps on the stairs then look about the kitchen i'd hate to have men coming into my kitchen snooping around and criticizing she arranges the pans under sink which the lawyer had shoved out of place of course it's no more than their duty duty's all right But I guess that deputy sheriff that came out to make the fire might have got a little of this on. Gives the roller towel a pull. Wish I'd thought of that sooner. Seems mean to talk about her for not having things slicked up when she had to come away in such a hurry. She had bread set. Eyes fixed on a loaf of bread beside the bread box, which is on a low shelf at the other side of the room. Moves slowly towards it. She was going to put this in there. Picks up loaf. Then abruptly drops it. It's a shame about her fruit. I wonder if it's all gone. Gets up on the chair and looks. I think there's some here that's all right, Mrs. Peters. Yes, here. Holding it toward the window. This is cherries too. Looking again. I declare I believe that's the only one. Gets down, bottle in her hand. Goes to the sink and wipes it off on the outside. She'll feel awful bad after all her hard work in the hot weather. i remember the afternoon I put up my cherries last summer. She puts the bottle on the big kitchen table, center of the room. Is about to sit down in the rocking chair. Before she is seated, realizes what chair it is. With a slow look at it, steps back. The chair which she has touched rocks back and forth. Well, I must get those things from the front room closet. She goes to the door at the right, but after looking into the other room, steps back. You coming with me, Mrs. Hale? You could help me carry them. They go into the other room. Reappear. Mrs. Peters carrying a dress and skirt, Mrs. Hale following with a pair of shoes. (sighs) It's cold in there. She puts the clothes on the big table and hurries to the stove. Hmm, right was close examining the skirt. I think maybe that's why she kept so much to herself. She didn't even belong to the lady's aid. I suppose she felt she couldn't do her part. And then you don't enjoy things when you feel shabby. She used to wear pretty clothes and be lively when she was Minnie Foster, one of the town girls singing in the choir. But that... Oh, that was thirty years ago. This all you was to take in? She said she wanted an apron. (laughs) Funny thing to want, for there isn't much to get you dirty in jail, goodness knows. But I suppose just to make her feel more natural. She said they was in the top drawer in this cupboard. Yes, here. And then her little shawl that always hung behind the door. Yes, here it is. Quickly shuts door leading upstairs. Mrs. Peters? Yes, Mrs. Hale? Do you think she did it? Oh, I, I don't know. Well, I don't think she did. Asking for an apron and her little shawl? Worrying about her fruit? Starts to speak, glances up, where footsteps are heard in the room above. Mr. Peters says it looks bad for her. Mr. Henderson is awful sarcastic in a speech, and he'll make fun of her, saying she didn't wake up. Well, I guess John Wright didn't wake when they were slipping that rope under his neck. No, it's strange. It must have been done awful crafty and still... They say it was such a funny way to kill a man, rigging it all up like that. That's just what Mr. Hale said. There was a gun in the house. He says that's what he can't understand. Mr. Henderson said coming out that what was needed for the case was a motive. Something to show anger or sudden feeling. Well, I don't see any signs of anger around here. She puts her hands on the dish towel which lies on the table... Stands looking down at table, one half of which is clean, the other half messy. It's wiped to there. Makes a move as if to finish work, then turns and looks at the loaf of bread outside the bread box. Drops towel. Wonder how they're finding things upstairs. I hope she had it a little more red-up up there. You know, it seems kind of sneaking. Locking her up in town and then coming out here and trying to get her house to turn against her... But, Mrs. Hale, the law is the law. I suppose 'tis. Unbuttoning her coat. Better loosen up your things, Mrs. Peters. You won't feel them when you go out. Mrs. Peters takes off her fur tippet, goes to hang it on hook at back of room, stands looking at the under part of the small corner table. She was piecing a quilt. She brings the large sewing basket and they look at the bright pieces. It's a log cabin pattern. Pretty, isn't it? I wonder if she was going to quilt it or just knot it. Footsteps have been heard coming down the stairs. The sheriff enters, followed by Hale and the county attorney.
2: They wonder if
0: she was going to quilt it or just knot it.
1: The woman looked abashed.
0: Frank's fire didn't do much up there, did it?
1: Rubbing his hands over the stove.
0: Well, let's go out to the barn and get that cleared up
1: the men go outside i don't know as there's anything so strange are taking up our time with little things while we're waiting for them to get the evidence she sits down at the big table smoothing out a block with decision i don't see it as anything to laugh about well of course they've got awful important things on their minds pulls up a chair and joins mrs hale at the table mrs peters look at this one examining another block here this is the one she was working on And look at the sewing. All the rest of it has been so nice and even. And look at this. It's all over the place. Why, it looks as if she didn't know what she was about. After she has said this, they look at each other then start to glance back at the door. After an instant, Mrs. Hale has pulled at a knot and ripped the sewing. Oh, what are you doing, Mrs. Hale? Just pulling a stitch or two that's not sewed very good. Threading a needle. That sewing always makes me fidgety. I don't think we ought to touch things. I'll just finish up this end. Suddenly stopping and leaning forward. Mrs. Peters? Yes, Mrs. Hale? What do you suppose she was so nervous about? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if she was nervous. I sometimes sew awful queer when I'm just tired. Mrs. Hale starts to say something, looks at Mrs. Peters, then goes on sewing. Well... I must get these things wrapped up. They may be through sooner than we think. Putting apron and other things together. I wonder where I can find a piece of paper and string. In that cupboard, maybe? Looking in cupboard. Why, here's a birdcage. Holds it up. Did she have a bird, Mrs. Hale? Why, I don't know whether she did or not. I've not been here for so long. There was a man around last year selling canaries cheap, but I don't know if she took one. Maybe she did. She used to sing real pretty herself. Seems funny to think of a bird here, but she must have had one or why would she have a cage? I wonder what happened to it. I suppose maybe the cat got it. No, she didn't have a cat. She's got that feeling some people have about cats, being afraid of them. My cat got in her room and she was real upset and asked me to take it out. My sister Bessie was like that. Queer, ain't it? Examining the cage. What? Look at this door. It's broke. One hinge is pulled apart. Looks as if someone must have been rough with it. Why, yes. She brings the cage forward and puts it on the table. I wish if they're going to find any evidence, they'd be about it. I don't like this place. But I'm awful glad you came with me, Mrs. Hale. It would be lonesome for me sitting here alone. It would, wouldn't it? Dropping her sewing. But I'll tell you what I do wish, Mrs. Peters. I wish I had come over here sometimes when she was here. Looking around the room? I wish I had. But of course you were awful busy, Mrs. Hale. Your house and your children. I could have come. I stayed away because it weren't cheerful. And that's why I ought to have come. Uh, I've never liked this place. Maybe because it's down in a holler and you don't see the road. I don't know what it is, but it's a lonesome place and always was. "'I wish I had come over to see Minnie Foster sometimes. "'I can see now—' "'Shakes her head. "'Well, you mustn't reproach yourself, Mrs. Hale. "'Somehow we just don't see how it is with other folks "'until something comes up. "'Not having children makes less work, "'but it makes a quiet house, "'and ride out to work all day, "'and no company when he did come in. "'Did you know John Wright, Mrs. Peters?' "'Not to know him. "'I've seen him in town,' They say he was a good man. Yes, good. He didn't drink. And he kept his word as well as most, I guess. And paid his debts. But he was a hard man, Mrs. Peters. Just to pass the time of day with him. Shivers. Like a raw wind that gets to the bone. Pauses. Her eye falling on the cage. I should think she would have wanted a bird. But what do you suppose went with it? I don't know, unless it got sick and died. She reaches over and swings the broken door. Swings it again. Both women watch it. You weren't raised around here, were you? Mrs. Peters shakes her head. You didn't know her? Not till they brought her yesterday. She, come to think of it, she was kind of like a bird herself. Real sweet and pretty, but kind of timid and fluttery. How did she change? Tell you what, Mrs. Peters, why don't you take the quilting with you? It might take up her mind. Why, I think that's a real nice idea, Mrs. Hale. There couldn't possibly be any objection to it, could there? Now, just what would I take? I wonder if her patches are in here, and her things. They look in the sewing basket. Here's some red. I expect this has got sewing things in it. Brings out a fancy box. Oh, what a pretty box. Looks like something somebody would give you. Maybe her scissors are in here. Opens box. Suddenly puts her hand to her nose. Why? Mrs. Peters bends nearer, then turns her face away. There's something wrapped up in this piece of silk. Why, this isn't her scissors. Lifting the silk. Oh, Mrs. Peters, it's... Mrs. Peters bends closer. It's the bird. Jumping up. But, Mrs. Peters, look at it. Its neck. Look at its neck. It's all other side, too. Somebody wrung its neck. Their eyes meet. A look of growing comprehension. Of horror. Steps are heard outside. Mrs. Hale slips box under the quilt pieces and sinks into her chair. Enter Sheriff and County Attorney. Mrs. Peters rises.
0: Well, ladies, have you decided whether she was going to quilt it or not it?
1: We think she was going to knot uh, it.
0: Well, that's interesting, I'm, I'm sure.
1: Seeing the birdcage.
0: Has the bird flown?
1: Putting more quilt pieces over the box. We think the cat got it.
0: Is there a cat?
1: Mrs. Hale glances in a quick, covert way at Mrs. Peters. Well, not now. They're superstitious, you know. They leave. To Sheriff Peters.
0: No sign at all of anyone having come from the outside. Their own rope. Now let's go up again and go over it piece by piece.
1: They start upstairs.
0: It would have to have been someone who just knew just the...
1: Mrs. Peters sits down. The two women sit there, not looking at one another, but as if peering into something and at the same time holding back. She lacked the bird. She was going to bury it in that pretty box. When I was a girl, my kitten... There was a boy took a hatchet, and before my eyes, and before I could get there... Covers her face. If they hadn't held me back, I would have... Catches herself. Looks upstairs, where steps are heard. Hurt him. I wonder how it would seem never to have had any children around. No, Rat wouldn't like the bird. A thing that sang... She used to sing. He killed that, too. We don't know who killed the bird. I knew John Wright. It was an awful thing was done in this house that night, Mrs. Hale. Killing a man while he slept, slipping a rope around his neck that choked the life out of him. His neck choked the life out of him. Her hand goes out and rests on the birdcage. We don't know who killed him. We don't know. If there'd been years and years of nothing, then a bird to sing to you, it would be awful. Still. After the bird was still. I know what stillness is. When we homesteaded in Dakota and my first baby died, after he was two years old, and me with no other then. How soon do you suppose they'll be through, looking for the evidence? I know what stillness is. The law has got to punish crime, Mrs. Hale. I wish you'd seen Minnie Foster when she wore a white dress with blue ribbons and stood up there in the choir and sang. A look around the room. Oh, I wish I'd come over here once in a while. That was a crime. That was a crime. Who's going to punish that? Looking upstairs. We mustn't take on. I might have known she needed a help. I know how things can be for women. I tell you, it's queer, Mrs. Peters. We live close together, and we live far apart. We all go through the same things. It's all just a different kind of the same thing. Brushes her eyes, noticing the bottle of fruit, reaches out for it. If I was you, I wouldn't tell her her fruit was gone. Tell her it ain't. Tell her it's all right. Take this in to prove it to her. She she may never know whether it was broke or not. Takes the bottle, looks about for something to wrap it in. Takes petticoat from the clothes brought from the other room. Very nervously begins winding this around the bottle. Ma, it's a good thing the men couldn't hear us. Wouldn't they just laugh, getting all stirred up over a little thing like a dead canary? As if that could have anything to do with... With... (laughs) wouldn't they laugh? The men are heard coming downstairs. Maybe they would. Maybe they wouldn't.
0: No, Peters, it's all perfectly clear, except a reason for doing it. But you know juries when it comes to women. If there was some definite thing, something to show, something to make a story about, a, a thing that would connect up with this
3: strange way of doing it,
1: the woman's eyes meet for an instant. Enter hail from outer door.
3: Well, I've got the team around. Pretty cold out
0: there. I'm going to stay here a while by myself.
1: To the sheriff.
0: You can send Frank out for me, can't you? I want to go over everything. I'm not satisfied that we can't do better. Do you want to see what Mrs. Peters is going to take in?
1: The lawyer goes to the table, picks up the apron, laughs.
0: <laughs> oh, I guess they're not very dangerous things the ladies have picked out.
1: Moves a few things about, disturbing the quilt pieces which cover the box. Steps back.
0: No, Mrs. Peters doesn't need supervising. For that matter, a sheriff's wife is married to the law. Ever think of it that way, Mrs. Peters?
1: Not just that way.
0: (laughs) Married to the law.
1: Moves toward the other room.
0: I just want you to come in
2: here for a minute. George, we ought to take a look at these windows. Ugh, windows. We'll be right out, Mr. Hale.
1: Hale goes outside... The sheriff follows the county attorney into the other room. Then, Mrs. Hale rises, hands tight together, looking intensely at Mrs. Peters, whose eyes make a slow turn, finally meeting Mrs. Hale's. A moment Mrs. Hale holds her, then her own eyes point the way to where the box is concealed. Suddenly, Mrs. Peters throws back quilt pieces and tries to put the box in the bag she is wearing. It is too big. She opens the box, starts to take the bird out, cannot touch it, goes to pieces, stands there helpless, the sound of a knob turning in the other room. Mrs. Hale snatches the box and puts it in the pocket of her big coat. Enter county attorney and sheriff.
0: Well, Henry, at least we found out that she was not going to quilt it. She was going to, what do you call it, ladies?
1: Her hand against her pocket. We call it. Not it, Mr. Henderson. Curtain. Thank you for listening to the Show Will Go On podcast. I'm your host, Olive Astor. Please subscribe and check out our website, theshowwillgoon.com.
0: Like the melody of a classic song Or the twilight just before the dawn There's one thing you can bet which you never will regret The show will go on All the actors have so much practice They've been sleeping with their costumes on We hope you're rooting for them Cause it's too late to ignore them The show will go on